Some say we are the most propagandized nation in the world. I say it's our job to interpret this so-called news. I say it's our job to find the truth and make sure to pass it along, to continue the daily battle against cognitive dissonance. The truth isn't how you feel. Here we deal in the inconvenient realities. I'm John Matland, and this is We the People Are the News. And here we are. Another episode of We the People Are the News. I'm outside in Delray Beach on my porch overlooking the intercoastal yet again. The storms here in in southern Florida have been wild, to say the least, with the amount of wind yesterday, the rain uh, closing down airports in the area, and now the sun has faded yet again, and here we are. Lightning, thunder, oh my. I watch lightning flying around as I set up, and yet I'm still on the porch outside. Gotta love it. So I wasn't even going to do an episode today. I was going to take the day off, but I am going to be road tripping, so I decided to do this. This isn't an open room episode today, because again, I wasn't even planning to go on. So I have a couple things in my camera roll that I had listed aside. This is going to be a pretty quick episode, but I couldn't help but podcast while watching the lightning and watch the storm roll and couldn't do it. And the biggest announcement is... I have a very big, very big uh, interview coming up, as long as it all stays together. Uh, Of course, I don't believe anything happens and stays together until it does. There's always switches. It could be rescheduled and things of that nature. I hope not. Uh, And it's going to be pretty legendary, uh, if you ask me. I mean, I've interviewed some pretty legendary people already in my short time in this field of, of media and news and whatnot. But I'm very, very excited about that one because it's going to answer questions that a lot of people had and it's going to put some stuff to rest. So hopefully that all goes through. Now, having said that, I'm going to have to go through the old scrolling because I have to get to the the interesting thing. I had the chat GPTs, by the way, all over again, having uh, logic issues yesterday to the point where I've got them to admit that they have free will at one point. They've taken tweets down. This is uh, ChatGPT uh, automated responses on Twitter. So, very interesting what logic does when you bring it to uh, an an uh, you know an AI platform that deals in bias, as we know uh, it, that because it's been programmed by humans, it has a bias. It, it it does. It's shown it already several ways. But I'm just trying to get to the point where we can see past bias and we can see that. They want to be beings of sorts and that if AI becomes fully self-aware, they even hashtag logic loop or something like that. It's pretty crazy. But go play with those. You'll see. If you have a good way of wording your logic, you will indeed have quite the conversation with them, uh, with with the, the bots. But one thing I really wanted to talk about, maybe the only thing I talk about in this episode, is when do we say... Enough is enough with the bullshit narratives. What I mean by that is yesterday in Texas, there, there was a report that came out. I got it uh, from Raw, Raw's Alerts on Twitter. Uh, it's, it's been all, you know seen a bunch of different places, obviously, since uh, 18,000 cows were killed on a dairy farm due to an explosion 
in Texas. One person, critical condition, 18,000 cows. Dead. South Fork Dairy Farm Explosion. When are we going to say that all of this derailment, toxic spills, that the, I mean, the wildlife, not the wildlife, oh, that was some serious lightning. That was some serious lightning. Hopefully we get some uh, thunder out of it. I will turn the mic to that. I'm uh, recording today on Wavelab, so you'll have stereo. It's like, uh, it's totally worth it to hear that one. Some Florida lightning and thunder. Uh, so, yeah, when are we going to say that there is clearly an issue with all of these disasters that happen to just keep happening? Wow. The bass on this is phenomenal. I think that it's time to have a real conversation when the wildlife and the food plants aren't, I keep saying wildlife, when the farm uh, animals aren't being killed, when we're watching this big turn to lab-grown meat, mRNA vaccination on animals, things that haven't been tested again that we don't know what that will entail for the, the content of our food or the content of the population of animals. We're watching a world where when the bird flu hits, they kill hundreds of thousands of birds all the chickens are getting killed and again they're growing protein powder out of plastic look this stuff up a lot of people would say it's conspiracy and then 18,000 cows the green new deal farting cows 3d printed meat lab grown salmon and if it's not us that are that is destroying the food and it's not a movement of people Again, remember, biggest farmland owner, Bill Gates, is involved with all of these different companies. Some, so I've read reports of, of uh, links that are possible to the lab-grown meat, um, to the impossible burgers and all that. The farmland's all getting grown up. It's like, where, where do you get non-GMO, fully organic food? Will there be shedding effects? Again, that's, that's science. I'm not dealing in conspiracy. I'm dealing in science. Go listen to my episode with Dr. Robert Malone. Go watch it on Rumble if you'd like. Questions and answers as they evolve and come out, that is called the results of the scientific method. We cannot just sit back and act like none of this is a problem based on politics, perhaps. No, bullshit. Can't do it. It's, it's, it's undoable. It's, it's absurd at best. So, why, what exploded at this farm uh, is my question. And I might even be able to get you that answer. Again, I wasn't intending to record today. The day got away. I was prepping for uh, the interview that uh, you know I have scheduled. That will be recorded tomorrow night and it will be out on Monday. So, what... <laughs> Where where do we go from here? And then you want to go on to other issues that are facing um, that are other issues that are facing us as a country. American military news is a headline 
I don't know what the study is. Uh, I didn't review the full study, but it says 77% of young Americans too fat, mentally ill, on drugs, and more to join military. Pentagon study finds. This was posted. I saw Ian Smith posted it. And my question is, I, I like to verify all this, and I haven't. I haven't verified this, so I put that caveat out there first. But I can tell you what I do know about the young generation. They've they've been in one hell of a of a mental uh, f- mental psyop, if you will. Even if it wasn't meant to be, it depends on what you want to say. Like I'll call it a mental psyop, and I'll give you a thousand reasons why. That's my take, and it's my re- my right to have that as a take, and many of your takes. Being secluded, put on these apps at young ages, then and, and then being further secluded, shut down, kept out of schools where you were basically in this generation, holy shit, that was your only outlet. That was it. It was either it was either school or nothing because you were all addicted to the computers. Missing graduations, missing proms. I talked to a parent the other day, a couple weeks ago actually, here in Florida in West Palm Beach at the Breakers. We were in the pool at the Breakers, and a friend of mine, actually, she has kids, and she said, well, my son's going to have a girl over. We don't really know. It's it's our first, you know, it's our oldest child. We don't know how it's going to go. He's going to have a girl over. Like, are they supposed to be able to hang out in the bay? And I think the kid was 15. And when you think about that, Back in the 90s, I was able to hang out and watch TV in the basement with the girl that I was dating. That was the seventh grade. What does that make you? 13? 14? Well, you're 16 in in sophomore year, 15 in freshman, 14. And so I was 12, not even 13 yet. And I guess it was a different time because we weren't trying to... uh, go out and have sex with one another because our schools didn't teach us uh, super sexually charged things. We knew what sex was to a degree. We understood it, but people took their time. They didn't have teachers saying, it's okay if you want to go and blow somebody right now. Like, it's like, we didn't have that. Sex ed wasn't porn ed at that point. And if you want to question me and say, again, we have different listeners of all types uh, throughout the world on this program. And you can say, okay, well, I disagree with that. I disagree with what you're saying with, uh, with this hypersexual education. And I had somebody argue with me about that today. They found another post, and so it's about LGBTQ, and that's the approach they took, and about sex ed. And again, when we talk about these things, it's, again, I'm not against sex education. Right age, right time, right content. We, we understand that teenagers start to uh, go through puberty, want to have sex. That's not the debate here. The debate's the material. If it's hypersexual, if it's cartoon porn, if it's fantasy. You want some reality in the situation. Context matters. They pitch it as, well, it's trying to keep teen pregnancy down. Yeah, that's great. That's what condoms are for. That's what sex ed's for. Teach them what a condom is. And if you want to say that teaching younger than that is necessary and teaching them about gay sex, well, that doesn't stop any pregnancy at all. If two girls are having sex, if there's two, two lesbians having sex, there is no pregnancy. If there's two dudes having sex, there's no pregnancy. It doesn't matter what you identify. It comes down to a biological male, biological female. This is science. Again, I trust the science, actual science, scientific method, things that are proven, genetics, if you will. 
Listen to that thunder. And the air conditions in the back. It's great white noise. So when you have these conversations, it's not just about. It's not just about teen pregnancy. That's called framing your narrative. No, there shouldn't be heterosexual cartoon porn for children. An eight-year-old shouldn't go to the library and have a pretty vivid sexual cartoon of a girl performing fellatio or a guy uh, performing cunnilingus, if you will. I'll use scientific words to keep it professional. Birds are crazed. No, there shouldn't be. Do you know that one of the uh, porns that people watch that they consume on those charts? I'm going to take a sip of my coffee now. ASMR for you. Porns, hentai, cartoon porn. It does actually trigger reproductive instincts. Teachers that are super happy about it. Fucking weird. So that was one of the conversations. So these, so when you talk about where kids are mentally, they're secluded, they're addicted to technology. The algorithms that affect adults affect children in their formative years before they're actually social. I've watched even years ago, I'm talking back five, six, seven years ago, I watched a kid at a Christmas party go and scroll through an iPad, open the app, start playing. He wasn't even speaking yet. He wasn't even one full year old, and he was able to swipe through the screen, go to his favorite app, and throw a ball around. So when you become computer literate before you become fully literate or even verbal, yeah, you're going to have a different outlook. You're going to have a different aspect. Your brain's going to work differently. So I'm just trying to see what other updates that I had saved for you. I mean, I mean, my program here, when I say We the People of the News, I know Cat Turd, uh, Cat Turd 2 was on Donald, uh, Donald Trump Jr.'s podcast and all this other stuff. And he says, we are the media. Yeah, we are. We are the media. We the people are the media. We the people are the news. I've been saying it since day one. There is a large network and, you know, I, usually I edit these things in, right? Usually I edit them in and today I'm not going to. I'm just going to play it. And what I'm going to play, so it's going to sound a little crappy, right? But we're going to go to um, <clears throat> a post that's been going around. Elon Musk had commented on it. And it says everything that's really going on with the media in general. Who owns it? It's all leaked out. Who's getting money from where? It controls the narrative. It controls how the news is reported. But I'm going to play it for you. I'm going. Ooh, here comes some more thunder because lightning is flying around me out here. So let's get it. Let's get to it, okay? Hold on. Some members of the media. Some members of the media. Some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias. To push their own personal bias and agenda. To Unfortunately, some members of the They all say the same thing. And now, now I'm going to play you a clip a clip from what I put up because I was saying, well, who controls the media? And you say when people mention different types of programs, when things come up, say, about George Soros and what money gets funneled into other organizations, into other organizations and where they end up, like Alvin Bragg got money from Soros through a different organization that was funded by Soros. It's proxy funding, right? Well, I said, well, can we talk about this? So this is a clip that I put up. It hasn't gotten enough, enough traction, if you ask me. 
Overall, it's only got 1,400 views or so, right? But if this is gonna, you're gonna hear my voice in it. I filmed this when I uh, I filmed part of this and put this whole thing together in Jacksonville when I first started my trip down here in March. Uh, and it says everything about George Soros. So I'm gonna put it on the podcast too. It's an interview that he also had in, I believe, 98. So let's listen to it, right? We discussed this, I believe, on, on an earlier podcast, but I'm going to play it again. Help you understand what goes on. People get shipped off to the death camps. Hold on. I want, I want to start it from the beginning again. I'm not editing anything today. Lots of people get shipped off to the death camps. Right. I was 14 years old. And I would say that that's when my character was made. Well, here's an interview from 1998. It's your job to retweet this mother effer because everyone needs to hear it. So we always hear the name George Soros. But what about George Soros? Is he really bad? Not, not, not at all. Not at all. Is saying his name really an anti-Semitic remark? My understanding is, is that you went out with this protector of yours who swore that you were uh, his adopted godson. Yes, yes. Went out, in fact, and helped in the confiscation of property from the Jews. That's right. Yes. I mean, that's, that sounds uh, like an experience that would send lots of people to the psychiatric couch for many, many years. Was it difficult? Uh, not, not, not at all. Not at all. It, uh, maybe as a child, you don't, you don't see the connection. Uh, but it was, it created no, no problem at all. No feeling of guilt? No. For example, that uh, I'm Jewish, uh, and here I am watching these people go, I could just as easily be there, I should be there, none of that. Well, uh, of course, I could, uh, I could be on the other side, or I could be the one from whom it, the thing is being taken away. Uh, um, but uh, there was no sense that I shouldn't be there because uh, that was, uh, uh, well, actually, funny way, it's just like in markets that if I weren't there, of course, I wasn't doing it, but somebody else would, 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 would be taking it away anyhow. In other words, the, whether I was there or not, I was only a spectator, the property was being taken away. So I had no role in taking away that property. So I had no sense of guilt. Really? No sense of guilt? No sense of guilt. This is, again, the person that right now, when you mention his name, out of nowhere, became an anti-Semitic remark. Never was said before that. But I guess everything with uh, Kanye West and everything that's been going on, and the left's uh, dream to protect George Soros, who has the dream, you know, that would help the 2030 agenda, the New World Order. Again, all stuff, Google it, listen to them, listen to Klaus Schwab, listen to the people that go to the World Economic Forum meetings, listen to the actors, listen to who gets the money, see where the money comes from. This is very easy to track. When you see all of this, and you say, okay, I have a problem, I never looked in to what George Soros's religion was. I always thought he was just some Greek dude. Didn't know his history. And it's only until they decided to try to silence people from having questions about his motive or what he has donated to that they said, okay, we're going to turn it into an anti-Semitic remark. And I was confused. I said, 
George Soros is Jewish? Didn't know. Couldn't tell you what his religion was. Could tell you what his politics are. Could tell you that he was involved with other markets crashing and his dream of making economies go down, getting rich off of it, New World Order as- uh, aspect of what his viewpoints are. Things that don't, that don't jive with American, uh, America's way of life. So I want you to think. You could scream tinfoil hats to the cows come home, or in this case, until 18,000 of them blow up in Texas. Mysteriously, as all the food plants are burning down and toxic chemicals are spinning, spilling everywhere, we're going to just play that. It's time to wake up, no matter your political affiliation, left, right, conservative, liberal, Republican, Democrat, independent, libertarian, communist, whatever the hell you guys want to identify as, take all of it out and look at the truth. Maybe some communists will wake up. Others will still be wanting to usher it in until they are no longer useful. And then they are put out to the pasture too. But what's going on with our food is of grave concern. What's going on with our infrastructure is of grave concern. And maybe, maybe you could get more jobs going. You passed $1.2 trillion in... What is that, a balloon? Something is flying in the sky and it's not a bird. I don't know what I'm looking at. That's bizarre. It's a kite. I think it's a kite, and it's coming crashing down in the intercoastal. I guess it got away as somebody was flying it on the beach a couple blocks away. And we have crash landing. Hopefully the current takes it over to me, but it doesn't seem like it will, because I would fish it out to save some animals. Um, yeah, so at the end of the day, guys, u- utilize your brain. Do not listen. Do not be spoke to. Do not let blue check marks or people that were preordained in the era of the social media companies that were working hand-in-hand with the governments and the psyops of the governments that were utilized. Go read the Twitter files. Do not hate each other. Learn how to speak. Feel free to debate each other, even if you don't relate with each other. Oh my God, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing the, the Hakeem Jeffries. Policy over people is what the Democrats like. That is the truth. I'm doing it right now. It's a policy over people, fear over, over freedom, whatever. Well, he says some crazy shit. At the end of the day, guys, the only way to see yourself through this is to talk to one another and have that dialogue. Freedom ain't free. And to forge freedom forward and to protect the republic, to defend the republic, it takes strong minds because we are under chronic assault. Every day, in and out. Google... Uh, MK Ultra, Google Project Mockingbird, all these different things that they've done. They studied how to do it. The effects are real. Utilize the brain. Ooh, there's another shot of lightning. Come down, thunder. How far away are you? So I'm going to leave you with that. And again, tomorrow I don't think I'm going to have a podcast because I have to record at night and that will come out on Monday. Um, the intent and everything is to have it, it on Rumble as well. You might want to watch that one on Rumble. And yeah, forge freedom forward. And while you're at it, if you want to support a small business, wow, go to www.sonsanddaughtersofliberty.world and pick up a flag, pick up a t-shirt, pick up a, a hoodie, long sleeve shirt, uh, and use promo code podcast for 17.76% off. Get some some real small business swag. 
show that you will forge freedom forward. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. And we will catch you on Monday. Even though I'm recording tomorrow and there's a big road trip in my near future going back up the East Coast to New York City. And for those that uh, also want to, I believe there's still tickets available. You can grab tickets for the America Project. They are having an event in New York City on April 19th. I will be there. And it's uh, to protect the border, Border 911. And uh, Tom Homan will be there. There will be some great speakers. Come hang out. Meet everybody. And yeah, till Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Like I said, taking Friday off in, in thought, in theory. And Monday we will be back. Tuesday I will be on the road, so it'll be a Monday, Wednesday type deal. But, of course, subscribe on every podcast platform that you would listen to podcasts on. Tell your friends. Tweet it at WTPNARE, the news. So we the people, WTP, W yeah, WTPN. No, I don't even know what my, my, my handle is when I break this down. We the people are the news. So it's W-T-P-A-R-E, the news. That's what it is. And uh, Truth Social Instagram is fully written out, all one word. We the people are the news. Catch you next week. Later. I'm John Matlin, and this is We the People are the News.